It's the JT The Brick Show. 39-yard field goal for Carlson set up on the right hash. Good snap, solid hold. Field goal is up, and that is good. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Crowd into it. Wilson lifts the right leg, gets the ball. They bring the blitz off the edge, and they got to him. Nate Hobbs coming around. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35, racing to the 20, 10, touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a busy, busy day. Monday, happy Monday to everybody as we're back from Los Angeles. And the Raiders are 2-0 in the preseason. Everybody worried about the rain, rain, rain. Oh, my God. I was in L.A. for four days, and everybody was waiting for the rain to come there. Uh, some of it came. Look, I, I'm always careful. I'll talk about this more next hour. You never want to overhype or underhype a weather event because people do get killed. People get injured. There's some serious property damage in all of that, so I never make light of it. But, wow, is this one of the most overrated events in the history of Vegas? I mean, Bobby's nodding his head. Is this one of the most overrated weather events ever in the history of Vegas? I don't know what to tell you. Be careful on the road. There are spots that do flood, as we know, around the link and spots in Henderson and some of the roads. I get it. But, man, they made you out to think that this was going to be a biblical rainstorm. Like, I can't believe it. I mean, there's levels of overcast. You know, overcast gray, overcast dark rain, light rain. This was like overcast blue skies, at least where I live. So I don't know what you're doing, if you're driving, if you're worried about it, whatever. Get to high ground, whatever it's going to be. But in L.A. all week, I got there Wednesday, and for a matter of four or five days, all they talked about was Hurricane Hillary. It's gonna, we're going to cancel the Charger game. We're going to cancel this. we got to get out of here in time. I've never, 25 years traveling with the Raiders, I have never seen the team leave a game so quickly. I mean, it was good. That's how this travel department so strong. But it was the guys barely had time to take a shower. And they were out. We were gone back at the airport. And then when we landed, uh, when we landed at the airport here after the game around, I don't know, it was about 1230, close to 1 in the morning. It was raining good here. It was raining. Not crazy, but it was raining. <laughs> it wasn't blowing sideways 40 miles an hour and all that. And then yesterday was nice. Sat out with the wife. Had a nice bottle of wine. Uh, late night, got up today, walked the dog with shorts on, and man, you turn on the cable news, they're acting like the sky is falling. So hopefully the bad weather's behind us. Maybe some more is covering, but be careful on the road, as we always say. Monologue brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. We do a lot with them. They fuel the monologue. We'll tell you about our football coverage coming up with them and all of our proud partners. Uh, We renewed a bunch of our partners and signed a couple of new ones, which I'm happy to announce here this week. So we could not be in a better spot to start the season. I'm pretty optimistic about the Raiders. I think the team is clearly better than they've been in a long time. I talked to a friend today who was high up in football who said, you got to go back a long time in this organization to see a roster 1 through 90 like this. You got to go back a long way in this organization to find now we're going to go from 90 to 53. So who cares? Right about the 80 to 90 guys? I do. They're pretty good because this group, Dave Ziegler's staff and his scouts, they brought in good players at every position group. And there's some guys that Dave even drafted last year that got to look over their shoulder and some players that have been here for a little bit that might not make the team. I think the Dallas game is going to be really important 
for probably 50, 51, 52, and 53. Four spots that can go in every direction. A lot of insiders will go through the list of their projections on who's going to make the team or not. I'm proud to say we're a show that doesn't do a lot of that. I don't spend a lot of time on the guys who aren't going to make the team. Never have, never will. Not that we won't talk about you know, who's going to be in a position group battle, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on the sixth receiver. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the last linebacker because that player could make a difference, but more times than not is someone that doesn't suit up on game day, is not going to play. And I'd rather talk about the players who are making an impact than the players that are going to be here. And that's a good topic for today because Jimmy Garoppolo played and he got a chance to play a series there. So before the game, I was down on the field. I took a couple of videos for Instagram and for Twitter, and Jimmy was there. He was one of the first guys out, and he came up to me, which was nice because I've been getting to know him a little bit here. And I said, hey, I'm going to have an opportunity to call. You know, you, you're in your first game for the Raiders. Call the play-by-play. And he says, well, I hope I complete one for you. I go, I have a feeling you'll complete. Don't worry about it. He was laughing about it. Jimmy Garoppolo played. We found out about that earlier in the morning, so we knew that the starters, the ones were going to go, and the ones were not going to go for the Rams. So everybody pumped the brakes a bit. The Rams didn't play their starters. They didn't play Aaron Donald. They didn't play Matthew Stafford. They had no Cooper Cup, even though Devontae didn't play much and, and everything that happened here. And the Raiders, once again, look solid. What are we talking about today as a Monday topic? Because it is still lean out there, man. This is summertime radio. You wonder why I burned through the greatest Raiders team of all time? I mean, we want to be productive today. I got a couple of guests, but we want to be productive today. And the only way we're going to be productive today is to talk about Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo. Because there's something nice developing here, and this is a pretty big topic. First off, I'm shocked today I'm prepping for the show, and Aiden O'Connell is a topic on a couple of shows. I'm like, oh, look at here, look at this. All of a sudden, I'm right. guys are like, I'm right about Aiden O'Connell. Sure you are. You never knew who he was, never saw him play, know nothing about him, but now you think he's good. So we knew that was coming. That was going to come. That's low-hanging fruit. The interns and the writers really had to work hard today for some topics. And Aiden O'Connell is now a popular topic for the popular people, which is good for the Raiders here. You just got to put it in perspective. The people who never knew his name, don't know where he went to college, never saw him make a play, don't know who he is, are now talking about him today because he looks good. And that's pro Raiders. And we need a little bit of that around here. Because on a national level, it's always negative on the Raiders. Always negative on the Raiders nationally. So if Aiden O'Connell is going to lift the tides, where people aren't bashing the Raiders and going out of their way in a segment to do an anti-Raider comment, Raiders are going to win three games, USA Today. Didn't hear any of that today. Didn't hear any of the Raiders only going to win four games this year. I heard about Aiden O'Connell's mustache and how he looks pretty good. So that's a strong topic. Jimmy Garoppolo came out there and played. And it's something that I have preached, a round of applause for me, pat on the back for me. As I preached this all summer, I told you, every show he's fine. Every show. People freaking out all over the place, even in this building. People in the sales, oh my God, is he going to play? What do you mean he's going to play? He's 100% healthy. The guy had a procedure 11 weeks ago. You can recover from a broken leg in seven weeks. What are you worried about? I don't know. I'm worried. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to play? Is he going to get hurt? I'm like, come on. Said on this show, stop. The guy's 100% healthy. He was 100% healthy against the Rams. Now I need to know from you in the Raider Nation, do you need to see him again? Very important topic. You just saw him. Russell Wilson's playing a lot. I don't think he'll play again. Mahomes played more than Jimmy G. Trevor Lawrence has played more than Jimmy G. We're seeing Jimmy G now 
Do you want to see him again? I'll go first, my show. No. Don't want to see him. Saw him on the field, went through his whole warm-ups. He's 100% healthy. He's looked great. He's had some really good practices, a couple of shaky practices. He is who he is. He's Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no reason to put him out there now. Now, Josh McDaniels might give him a whole half in Dallas. I don't know. But I, I don't need to see him again. I'm good. He looks good. He's sharp. He's sharp in practice. He's throwing three touchdowns to Hunter Renfro in L.A. in the joint practices. I'm good. I don't need to see him anymore. I don't need to see Max. Max looked good, really popping, very fresh. I don't need to see Colt Miller. Haven't seen him. Fine with that. Need to see Josh Jacobs. Now, let's get to Josh. This is the big week for Josh Jacobs. This is where Raider fans need to get involved in this topic. This is quite simple. I need to see Josh Jacobs on the plane to Dallas. That's it. That would be the only tweet I'd like to send out this week. Josh Jacobs is on the plane going to Dallas. Because if he is, he'll be simulating travel with the team, which is not the end of the world, packing your suitcase, but getting on the bus, getting to the plane, getting off the plane, going to meetings, going to meetings in Dallas, bed check in Dallas, all that, simulating a game because the first two games are on the road. I need to see Josh Jacobs there. Then if Josh Jacobs is not on the flight and Josh Jacobs doesn't go on the trip to Dallas and decides to come back on Monday and Tuesday, we're still good, but I don't expect to see him play then or play much. Or How could you put him out there? How could you put him out there at all if we don't get a chance to see him this week? And we're going to need Josh, we the season ticket holders, we're going to need Josh to win that game in Denver. Hate to say it, we're going to need him to win that game in Denver because that Denver game is going to be tough. I don't think that Denver looks good. I think there's some problems with Denver. I don't think they've had a good camp from talking to people from within. I do not believe Denver has had a good camp from people on the inside telling me they have not had a good camp. Sean Payton's working much harder than expected because I think Sean Payton's looking at him and he doesn't think they're that good. They don't have an elite, elite wide receiver. Judy's a nice player. They don't have an elite superstar running back like Josh Jacobs. Okay, they've gotten rid of pass rushers over the years. The only thing that Denver's great at is their secondary. They got a good young secondary, and Devontae teared them up last year. So before you tell me how great Denver is in the secondary, go look at the tape of what Devontae did to them last year, and they are losing sleep nightly on that. But we need Josh Jacobs. Because if we don't have Josh Jacobs in the Denver game, then you can really double-team Devontae, and you don't have to look in the backfield. You don't have to lose sleep about Zeus. Zamir White, you don't have to lose sleep if Sincere McCormick made the team. You don't have to lose sleep. you got to lose sleep if Devontae's out there with Hunter, Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayer, Trey Tucker, Philip Dorsett. Oh, look behind. Look behind, Jimmy G. There's Josh Jacobs. Let's load the box. We need Josh Jacobs to show up this week. Now, in regards to what I do, I don't talk about other people's money. This is a very easy topic for me. He can't make any more money. He's franchise tag. So it's a very easy topic for me. I can't sit here and go, rip up the $10.1 million and give them $17 million. Can't do it. It's over. Ship is left. It's done. You can't have that conversation. Now it becomes a question of when will he decide to show up because he believes he needs to be there to play because he doesn't have to make a statement anymore. We know what his statement is. We support him. He's underpaid. The position is devalued. That's not a debate. That's not a debate topic where we take the sides. No, we all agree that Josh Jacobs is underpaid, but the market price is down. 
just like your real estate in some markets, and it's not in others. You know, look at Nick, uh, Nick Bosa's holding out. He's going to get a lot more money. Nick Bosa's holding out. He's going to get more money because they need him really quickly here, and he has the ability to get more money, and they can do his deal. Can't do that with Josh. With, with What Josh is going to do here with his running back market, this is it. So when will Josh blink or not? I'd like him to blink on Tuesday or Wednesday. I would rather him blink this week than next week. And if he doesn't, then I think the Raiders are in a tough spot because they got to go into the Denver game with a guy who can pull a groin, a guy who can pull a calf or a hamstring because he hasn't played. I don't know what they're going to do. I have zero idea what the Raiders will do with the Denver game. But if he shows up this week and he's in pads and he's practicing or he's available, we don't play football for still quite some time. They can get him ready. So that's a huge topic this week. You can handle it any way you want. I'm not going to get in front of his money, but now we don't have to talk about his money. Don't call me about Josh Jacobs' money. It's a dead topic. He can only play on the franchise tag. The Raiders could rescind the franchise tag. I doubt they would do that. And I think we know he's going to play for $10.1 million and whatever. I I mean, I I want to see the guy get paid and get a long-term deal. He didn't. And we got to move on as a fan base and hope that he's in a good place mentally and physically, and I'm assuming he is. I'm assuming that... Mentally, he's probably done being really pissed off and ready to come back. And I think physically, he probably kept himself in great shape. So you got Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell, and Josh Jacobs. The rest of it, to me, is deep dive position battles. You know, there's a couple of defensive tackles in the past who were just drafted that are on the hot seat. Some new guys that are in. You know, I sat next to Michael Mayer on the plane. Why do I bring that up? I just kind of looked over twice at him. He's a monster. Now, Darren Waller was a bigger monster. This Michael Mayer kid is like a beast. You look at his legs are tree trunks. This guy's got to go. This guy's got to be ready to go. And we didn't see much of him so far in the preseason. I don't know what's going to happen with him in Dallas. And then we'll preview Dallas coming up later in the week. Dallas is a good team. As of today, which I don't have to make a decision until heading into week one, I do my Super Bowl preview show where I give my prediction for the Super Bowl before the season starts. As of today, I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC. Here's why. Philadelphia's schedule. Philadelphia lost their two safeties to start. They brought in some good defenders from Georgia. I think that when you look at Philly, they're going to be very good again. I like their schedule's brutal, and they're in the same division as Dallas, so it's similar. But I think that Dallas last year played well. I think that Dallas, Mike McCarthy, will be his last year if he doesn't make the playoffs or go deep. I, I'm more, I like Dallas more than I like the Niners and Philadelphia because I think the Niners have a real quarterback quandary with Mr. Irrelevant and the rest of the bloggers. Niner on Niner crime. Do you see that Niner fight against Denver? Hope I get a call on that. Oh, Bobby, the Niners had a fight. I think it started off Niners versus Denver fans. Then it went Niner versus Niner fans. There's some Big boys throwing down in Santa Clara, man. I mean, some heavyweights. I was like, there's a Tyson Fury-looking guy wearing a rice jersey. Then there's another guy throwing rice and haymakers in Santa Clara. Hey, don't let, don't let, I just came back from Inglewood in the hood. Santa Clara, man, is a little rough around the edges up there, man. Niner fans throw down. Man, this ain't the biggity-biggity-o anymore. So as we look at all of this, I'm excited the team looks different, but I got to rein myself in. 
because last year they were 4-0, and and I was uh, bopping around like I had a pep in my step in the preseason last year. Raiders are 4-0. and Raiders are 4-0. and Then Tyler Murray started running around like you lost your keys at a picnic. He stole your keys or something, 20 seconds, and wins the game. And then we go to Tennessee, and Waller drops a ball that hits him in the hands, and I'm like, what's the record of this team? Oh, oh my God, what a hole to dig out of. And then five double-digit losses in the second half of games. We're not going to see that this year. I think it's a better coach team. I think it's deeper. It's deeper on defense, more disciplined, more comfortable in the system. Don't know how many games they're going to win. Don't know how many games they're going to win, but I feel that the team is on the right track. And I'm going to have that, as I told Bobby in our pre-show meeting, we're going to have this for about another two to three weeks of calmness. No angry Raider fans yelling at me, taking it out on the noon to two guy, JT. Oh, my God, it's JT's fault, man. What? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm not predicting 11, 12 wins. I'm not, going, I'm not, I'm not salivating over 2-0 and in the preseason. I'm setting myself up. Show me. So far, what I've seen with the team, traveling with the team, they're different. This is a different group. As Josh McDaniels told us with and Dave Ziegler, all the captains that they drafted who are captains on other teams, like Aiden O'Connell, Christopher Smith II from Georgia, two-time national championship team. This team has an air about them that is different than teams that I've seen in a while. And as I've said as I opened up the show from 1 to 90, we haven't had a roster like this in a long time around here. A long time where there's that much competition and quality players who aren't going to make the team. So I think the Raiders are heading in the right direction. National media is starting to give them a little bit of, not love, but a little bit of respect because I think everybody's been impressed with what we've seen so far. So far. Chris in West Oakland. Great way to start off on a Monday. What's happening, Chris? Hey, JT. Hey, first off, you talk about I saw that fight in the Niner game. I didn't see any Bronco jersey yet. It was just typical Santa Clara. They love to look down their noses at the Raider fans all those years, but I've seen worse stuff go on at 49er games in both Santa Clara and Candlestick than I ever did in, in Oakland. And one of the reasons you see that stuff in the preseason, JT, that's because all the riffraff that are in the middle of these gang fights can't afford the regular season tickets. The, the regular the season ticket holders are practically giving their tickets away. That's why you got a bunch of meatheads like that fighting at a preseason game. You don't usually see that during the regular season. Josh Jacobs, look, I don't need him to show up until Monday before the Bronco game. I don't need him wasting his body taking unnecessary hits in the preseason. I assume he's kept himself in shape. I'm not worried about him pulling a muscle. But I've said this all along, JT. I don't need Josh Jacobs to run for 1,500 yards again. I need Jimmy G to throw for between 4,200 and 4,500 yards. If we have a running back rush for 1,500 yards, that means we probably don't have as explosive offense as we need, and it's going to be tough to win in that division. Now let's get to the two preseason games. I blasted through a little bit this morning of the one. I didn't watch any of it on uh, on Saturday. You know me and my thoughts about preseason. If I could fast forward through the whole month of August, it would be happy and get right to September. There's nothing less relevant than the one-loss results of preseason football games. They were 4-0 and a year ago. A year ago, Derek Carr didn't throw an interception in training camp. It's kind of like they're talking about how great O'Connell is now. I'm just saying, I don't know how they're going to do this year, but these two games, what, what's, the results won't matter. What I am impressed with, JT, I don't know about the best roster they've had, 1-90. through 90. I, I'm not seeing that. I will say this, though. There's a crispness about them. You talk about the air. You're there in practice. 
There's no pre-snap penalties. They look crisp. They look sharp. They look like they're ready to play. So, like I said, they're in a brutal division with a brutal schedule. I think the Raiders could be an improved football team, and it won't make a huge difference in the win-loss column. I just know that whatever they end up being this year from September through January isn't going to make a difference in what happens this week. And, frankly, I've seen all I need to see. I don't need to see Max Crosby. I know what he can do. I don't need to see the starters. I need Jimmy G and the boys ready to go in Denver. I don't care if they lose 52 nothing to the Cowboys. As long as they come out healthy and they're ready to go to mile high and lay an ass-whipping on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, that's all I care about. Come out next week healthy. Let's strap it up. Let's get ready to go. I'm tired of preseason already. I can't stand all this football. Get me to September, please. Go silver and black. Thank you, my friend. Yes, you thank you, Chris. Good to hear from you. We, on uh, unlike you, have to do radio shows, travel with the team, have analysis and do that. But I, I know a lot of Raider fans are saying the same thing, Bobby. They're saying, look, let's see, let's get the season going. And the season is going to take a while to get going in Vegas because we don't play at home till week three. We don't get an opportunity to tailgate and get going. There'll be some parties and some events and some remotes that'll try to keep everybody entertained. But there's a long way until we see football in Las Vegas. They got to open up on the road like road warriors. And the preseason is going to be important, as Chris said. Play clean football. Don't get injured. Don't get injured. Broncos have had a couple of injuries in camp. Keep the Raiders healthy. But I'm fascinated by the Josh Jacobs scenario because I think Josh is going to have to run in really tough conditions. Mile high, the cardio, the elevation. I don't know. Can he get 22 carries? Is he going to have 18? Will he need more? I don't know. Garoppolo's going to be very good in the short passing game, but I have a feeling that Josh Jacobs will be the difference. Will be the difference in that game. I, I think I, 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 most people will agree with me. It's going to be a tight game. It's Sean Payton's first game. Raiders need to hang around, be in it, take the lead, be there, and Josh Jacobs could help them run the game out, run for another first down to close the game, or break a big run to get the Raiders back in the game. Whatever it's going to be, Josh Jacobs is going to be a big part of it. Here's Gangster Raider joining us on a Monday. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Gangster, you're up. Go ahead. Hey, what's happening? What's up, JT? And the Raiders just had a the Raiders just had a home game um this weekend in LA. You know what I'm saying? And we just had a big old party and I ended up going. I didn't expect to go. My homegirl or my ex coworker who's a Rams fan, she gifted me with two tickets. And so I was trying to take one of my sons, but I couldn't get hold of one of them. I didn't want the tickets to go to waste. So I was like, What would J T do? So I went to the liquor store. I said, if I run into a Raider fan at the liquor store, I'm going to take him to the game with me. And that's what ended up happening. Nice. I, ran into, I ran into this guy had on the Tim Brown jersey at the liquor store. I said, you a Raider fan? He was like, hell yeah. I'm like, you want to go to the game with me? He was like, yeah, come on. I met him, took him to the game, met me a new friend, had a good time. You know what I'm saying? And also, I want to say, I need, I think Josh Jacobs needs to come back today or tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? We on Josh Jacobs' watch right now. You know what I mean? I think he need to come back and rest in peace, Jim Brown, since we talking about the running backs. You know what I'm saying? But I think Josh Jacobs needs to come back today and I feel comfortable because I'm feeling good about the team, but I won't feel, you know, so I won't really feel solid, solid about him until we get JJ back. You know what I mean? And so once we get him back, we'll be ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And my sister Raider Rashawn, 
she um she over here wants she wants Josh Jacobs back too. Mm-hmm. And also I wanna say, um, that's how we do Raider Nation. We a big old family. I don't want that ticket to go to waste. So I thought about it. I said, What would J T do? I know J T wouldn't let that ticket go to waste. Yep. So I ran into another Raider fan and took him to the game. That's how we get in, Raider Good Nation. Man. You know what I'm saying? Stay solid. All right, J T I'm Thanks, gone. bud. Appreciate it. That's what I hope everybody does, and that worked. That's a guy who kinda listens to the show and knows you gotta give those tickets away to Raider fans. You got to give those tickets away to Raider fans. I'm not going to tell you how to, you know, how you're going to figure out your checking account and balance your checking account every month. But if you have an opportunity, we only had one preseason game this year. If we had one more preseason game, let's say we had this Dallas game coming up here. That would be a game that a lot of kids, I think, would want to go to and see the last game where a lot of Raider fans would not sell their tickets. But Cowboy fans would have bought tickets. We know how Niner fan buys tickets and Cowboy fans are bigger than the Niner fans, maybe. Not so much out west, but the Cowboys have the largest fan base. The largest fan bases in football are Dallas, San Francisco, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and the Raiders. Anyway, you want to rank them. I'm not going to lose sleep over how you rank them, but the Raiders are in that group. Look, the Raiders cause chaos when they travel on the road. Very interesting to see what happened in L.A. There were a lot of Raider fans there. And my buddy worked on one of the broadcasts, the other broadcasts, in a production capacity. They didn't show the field. They are the crowd. They avoided it. They went out of their way on the Rams broadcast. It's not a conspiracy. They just didn't do wide-angle shots. They did close-ups of Ram fans because there's 10-to-1 Raider fans in that crowd. And one other thing here. I want to be careful about this. I lived in L.A. for 10 years. I've seen bad neighborhoods. I'm from New York. Okay, I grew up in Long Island, but I've seen some bad neighborhoods in my life. Um, getting off and get, getting in, pulling into Inglewood is not pleasant. I'm just telling you, they got a lot of work to do. That that Clippers new arena looks like two T-Mobiles on steroids. I don't know how they're going to fill it and brand that. You get off the freeway, you're in Inglewood. Okay, great Western Forum was there. YouTube Theater, great concert venue in the Forum still. You got this unbelievable stadium in SoFi. Like it or not, it's amazing. It's one of the biggest things you've ever seen. Then, before you get to those, you got the clip joint, the new Clipper place, and you look and go, what the hell is that? Again, it's twice the size of T-Mobile. And then you look to your left, and you are in a rough part of town. I mean, we're talking about hotels and motels run down from like the 1940s, 60s. I mean, it is a bad neighborhood, man. That ain't the Hacienda Bridge walking over to Mandalay Bay, and you're going to go to the Luxor, you're going to go to the MGM. Not that Vegas is beautiful if you go to some parts of town. But, man, going to Inglewood for all of your entertainment? Really? That's what they're doing there. They chose to do it. I guess the land was cheap. It's close to the airport. That was one cool thing. In and out to get in and out of that. But Inglewood, I'm reporting. JT reporting on the ground. Inglewood still Inglewood, man. That's going to take a lifetime to make that thing look like Vegas or any other town. Nashville. If you go to Nashville... And go to a football game in Nashville compared to Inglewood, you you got to go see it to believe it, the difference. And the same thing, Green Bay, you're in the middle of a town. Neighborhood grocery stores, people cutting their lawn, that's different. But Inglewood, no thanks. Happy to be out here in Vegas. 702-365-9200. Sean Merriman just confirmed for 130. He's got a fight. He knows that people listen to this show and stream this show. He's going to come on at 130. 
We'll talk to him also a little bit later in the show. Share some stories with Matt Millen and Eric Allen. Had a hell of a car ride with them, and they told some great stories. We'll talk about that. Some of my highlights on the call where I called them, Jason Horowitz's touchdowns. We'll go through all that. We have uh, Josh McDaniel's postgame sound that we need to get to. And then um, I guess maybe look outside, Bobby, every hour and see if it's raining. No, <laughs> you're not going to do that. Well, you got a wool hat on. You're, you're dressed up like it's like the heart, like it's December and it's about to snow. Good to be back in Vegas. Good couple of days in Manhattan Beach with the Raiders. Raiders are undefeated in the preseason so far, but we got a lot to cover this week on the flagship. I mean, I didn't want to go through the whole preseason. You know, we, we're, we haven't quite decided how we're going to finish it next week in Dallas relative to the reps. But I think if you have guys that are competing in that situation and or going to be a backup, you know, of some sort, you know, just to get them an opportunity to get out there, run a huddle, run a handful of drives, you know, run a two-minute drill, et cetera. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what it was. Josh McDaniels taking it all in. Trying to win games, not mailing in the preseason, not mailing in joint practices. He's never mailed in a day in his life. The guy's a coach. He wants to win. And I think he's got the team going in the right direction. I mean, everybody will tell you that. Anybody on the team will tell you that. Don't listen to me. Listen to Max Crosby, Jimmy G, Devontae, everybody else. Everybody seems to understand the direction that the franchise is going in. From a personnel standpoint, now the big decisions are going to come up here. We know that Dave Ziegler likes control of young contracts. Why wouldn't you? You're a young GM. You want to have players under contract for longer periods of time at contract prices that are conducive to the team. He's got a lot of that. So if it comes to a veteran player that might only have one year left on their deal compared to a player that they just brought in that has years left, you can wonder where Dave's going to go. There's ways to do that. A coach and a GM might not agree to every player. And sometimes you got a coach in Josh McDaniels who's smart enough to understand that if Dave Ziegler says, look, if it's close between these two players, this one player we have, we just got, we're developing him at a much cheaper price, let's keep that player. I get that, even though the veteran might be a little bit better because the player's a veteran. He's played in more games. He might be able to make a play or not. I also believe that Dave's going to have to have the ability. He's got to have, have some fresh powder. He's got to have the fresh powder on the 90 cut down to 53 to go swing big and go get another player that becomes available. And this is going to be crazy coming up here when they cut down from 90 to 53. There's going to be some good players available. Well, let's just say, let's assume that Dave and his staff has six, seven players that they know they, they want. They want and maybe six of those players could be available but it turns out that only three are. It's the second those players become available, they got to decide, are they going to go? That means one of the players you think that's going to make the team is not. That's another position player that's going to be gone because Dave finds a player from another team that just became available. It's a luxury, but someone's going to lose their job. That's going to happen. I hope. I, I would hope that could happen because I think the Raiders need more linebackers. I think the Raiders clearly can get a little more help. On the offensive line, another swing type of player who can come in and play multiple. Brandon Parker being lost is big. Brandon Parker would have made the team as a swing right tackle, a very important position who can play left tackle. Right? Say Colt Miller, and we hope he stays healthy. He's a workhorse 
if he got nicked up and you have to put a Luminor in at left tackle and Mumford at right tackle and you don't have Brandon Parker, you need some, you need some depth on that offensive line. Kicking game's really strong, and I want to dive into the defensive tackles. Let's take a look at some of the sound bites that became the highlights of the game. A bold and early, a seven-yard touchdown. This was a nice drive. A drive early on where the Raiders were in complete control with most of the starters in. This is Brandon Bolden. Bulldozing his way through. Touchdown, Raiders. That's an impressive first drive. Hats off to the offensive line. Well, you ask what you want to see with your starters, and the answer is a nine-play drive that goes almost 70 yards, and they punch it in. Nice call by Jason Horowitz on the TV. You heard Matt Millen there. Hats off to the offensive line. Thought the offensive line completely controlled them, but that was backup defensive lineman. There was no Aaron Donald in there. Aaron Donald's in there on a third down. could blow up the play. So you got to dip the show in reality on that. But a clean opening drive here. Spillane, his opportunity to make a stop in this game. He wasn't going to play long. He wanted to have an impact. Bennett is under center again. One receiver to the right, one to the left. Men in motion. Bennett, another straight handoff up the middle. And Spillane was right there on the tackle. That's what we're looking yes. for yes. from Robert Spillane as he filled the hole for a one-yard gain for the Rams. Yep, Spillane with a nice stop there as he got in the hole and did what he needed to do. Then Hoyer came in. Jimmy G came out. Uh, Hoyer did not look good to me. He did not look good. He didn't get a rhythm. I don't think he played well. He just didn't get – I thought he had time and didn't make good decisions and some of the short decision plays where he dumped it down okay. But this was an important first down that he picked up with Wilkerson. Dorsett to the left. Wilkerson in motion. He sets on the right side. Hoyer play action. Dumps it across the middle. Wilkerson has it. Big gain off to the left side as he's pushed out of bounds. Raider crowd here, Raider friendly crowd happy as they move the chains. That'll be a first down for the Silver and Black, a gain of 18 yards on the play. Well, that, Bobby, a little 18-yard call there. Pitch and catch, got the number right. Don't get it right all the time. Sometimes when you're sitting that far away, that one was solid and a nice play by Wilkerson, who's trying to make a name for himself here. I don't think Wilkerson's going to make the team. You never know when you talk about that last wide receiver position, but he's playing really hard. Our Carlson, he's a one. He's going to be there for kicks even in the preseason. He's Mr. Automatic. 46-yard field goal attempt for Carlson. Snap is down, kick is up, and it is good. Daniel Carlson, once again, Mr. Automatic. Always on the money. Always on the money. Eric Allen on the call with Lincoln Kennedy and myself there. So we go to the second quarter, the big play. Isaiah Powell-Mal, the pick six. This ball was thrown to him. Perfect depth coverage there as he saw it the whole time. Two to the left, one to the right here. As Bennett again is in the shotgun. This looked good so far. He throws it away and it's picked off. Down the left side, the Raiders are going to have a home run touchdown. Raiders are going to score. Raider Nation unite. That's a 45-yard return. What a play for the Silver and Black. Isaiah comes up huge on that play. And the Raiders with a monster touchdown taking over this game. Isaiah Palomal on the biggest play he's made so far in this preseason. That's a... 50-yard interception touchdown for the Silver and Black right before halftime. Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice play thrown right to him, and we were able to see that, and a very impressive play overall. I like the way he plays. Now, don't go crazy. The ball was thrown right to him. 
but he was standing in the right spot. Good read on the play. Overall, Carlson made the kick. It was 17-10, to 10, and they are just cruising along. So I like the way they're playing. I also like the way that Philip Dorsett can play here. Dorsett's the type of player that could have a home run type of performance. He put up some pretty good stats in this game. Here was a big one. Raiders going right to left. Hoyer again in the shotgun. Dorsett out to the left. Two receivers to the right. Hoyer's had some protection. It looks like he's going to have it again. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Throws to Dorsett. Who catches it? Dorsett's got it at the 30. Out of bounds at about the 23-yard line. Big game for the silver and black. Big game for them on that, and that was a nice pass play. Good reception. Dorsett on the game. Four receptions, 76 yards. I think Dorsett's important on this team. He is. I think he's the speed burner. Until Trey Tucker takes over that position down the road, you're going to need someone like that who can make a play. Uh, then Bennett comes in. Look, this kid Bennett who won two national championships. He's ended up staying in there for the Rams. The quarterback for the Rams, he didn't make every good throw. He had the pick six. But overall, he's got a lot of experience here, and this time he tucked and run. Uh, Bennett's going to keep it and run to the left. He's going to make it. Benson turns the corner. Touchdown, Los Angeles Rams. Bennett takes it, four-yard gain and a touchdown. And again, we saw him do that a lot in Georgia. Yeah, he did that a lot of Georgia, and he did it there, too. He's a good player. Everybody's talking about Aiden O'Connell. They should. Stenson Bennett won two national championship games. Okay, that's a good, that's a good backup quarterback to have in a system. I wasn't blown away, but I was impressed with him overall. And could this be my – is this me calling an Aiden O'Connell run? I did not know this. This is a surprise to me. I don't recall this moment in the game, but I guess O'Connell took off. Snap O'Connell looking left, looking left, now to his right. He's got room to run. And he's going to tuck it and run, and he's got room. O'Connell running for the first down, and he'll get it. Aiden O'Connell on that play, showing his legs, good timing. He surveyed the entire field. The seven yards did what he had to do on that play. I thought that was overall a really solid play for him. Yeah, it was a nice play for him. He had an opportunity to run. Everyone says, oh, he can't move. He can't move. Can he run? What? what, what? Yeah, he just did. I thought he got outside the pocket good. He, he slid. He saw some uh, space in front of him, and he took advantage of that. Finally, O'Connell again to Wilkerson as this game was kind of getting blown wide open. So third and goal, the ball inside the two, and O'Connell's out of the shotgun. Pocket holds to the end zone. What a Jason Horowitz on the call there. I love that play there. And then the final call is the Raiders got in victory formation. These are two games in a row. Score similar, 34-17. to 17. The Raiders were never in jeopardy of losing these games. I wouldn't call it commanding performance because it's the preseason, but they win this game easily on the road. How about Garoppolo? 4 for 4, 39 yards. He had a 107-3 rating. We'll talk about Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell, but that's the end of the ball game with the final score, the Las Vegas Raiders 34, the Los Angeles Rams 17. All right, so that was the final call there on the play, so we're over. Highlights uh, from my call on the radio play-by-play and Jason Horowitz on the TV side, and we're looking to get some reaction today from the Raider Nation. One or two calls an hour is not good enough starting September 1st. You want to finish your vacations, you want to swim one more time, go to the lake, water ski, do whatever you do, because the show's going to be very demanding starting September. And after this Labor Day, we're going to come in here, and I expect nine lines packed every day with the Denver game coming up. That's the level of intensity we're bringing here. The topic today is, do you want to see Jimmy Garoppolo play a series in Dallas? Pretty easy question. Yes or no? I say no. Other fans on Twitter say, let's get him out there one more time. Why? 
Explain to me why Garoppolo needs to play. And who else who's a starter would you like to see play one more series in Dallas? That means it's a specific question. It's got to be a starter that you're, uh, you're okay with. What about Hunter? Who didn't play? Would you like to see Hunter catch a little eight-yard in route and be ready to go? Maybe you do. Or maybe you say, no, Hunter was banged up last year. He's 100% healthy. Looks great in the joint practices. Let's hold them out the rest of the way. 702-365-9200. As we open up this hour with Resorts World. What a job over there. I'll be heading out to Resorts World. Got some friends in town this week. We're going to dinner at Wally's, which is fantastic. They got one in Beverly Hills. They got one in Resorts World. Then I'm going to slide them over for a cigar at 8 Cigar Lounge, where a lot of Raider Nation have discovered that now, and they go for their cigar and cocktail. And when you get inside there, you can have a Remy Martin cocktail because they're partners with our friends at Resorts World. Sean Merriman, he was a great player. For a number of years in the NFL, he's got a fight he's promoting. We'll promote it with him coming up at 1.30. And then we'll take your phone calls. We'll take your phone calls the rest of the way on what you want to see for the Dallas game. Starters or threes and fours? Where do you stand with the Raider Nation as we kick it off and get rolling here? One more preseason game left. Well, he got, I mean, he played the whole game basically last week. So, I mean, um, next week's, again, next week's next week. We'll figure out exactly what we need to do based on some of the comp- competition that we're looking at um, and some of the things we really want to see uh, prior to the regular season beginning. But, um, you know, we got three practices this week. We got a preseason game, got three practices the following week. So, kind of looking at it in totality. But uh, there's a lot of decisions and conversations to be had in- internally about what we're going to do and how we're going to use. Uh, this final preseason game coming up in Dallas. Yeah, there's not a lot of time. There's only 18 practices total, three preseason games. It's not like the old days, everybody. JT, back with you. We are back with the M Resort Spa and Casino. M Resort, the official hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. Think of that and all the events that I'm able to host over there, the great time that we have at the Raiders Tavern and Grill. For a lot of our listeners who are outside the market, who are coming in from Los Angeles, especially driving into Vegas, you see the M Resort on your right. It's kind of like the land of Oz. You've been driving forever. You got through Baker, and all of a sudden you're looking, and you can kind of see the strip in the distance. Before Before that, you see the M Resort. Pull over. Go in there. Get lunch at the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Go sit back, look at all the Raider memorabilia, stay at the evening there, go take advantage of the pool, the spa, the great service that you have there, the concerts that they have out at the pool, M Resort Spa and Casino, proud partner of ours on Raider Nation Radio, and I'm thrilled that they're back with us. They're good people. Uh, Patrick and the whole team over there do an amazing job. Communicate with me directly. I'm able to tweet with them on what they're doing. I'm very proud to be associated with the M Resort Spa Casino. They've been a proud partner of the Raiders since the Raiders, before the Raiders came here. A big part of the Raider move out to Henderson with the facility and what they do at the hotel there. So fantastic. So we're going to talk more about what needs to happen here over the next couple of days. I'm off on Friday traveling with the team to Dallas. And this week... We're going to look at some of the depth, what some of the cuts could look like, and wonder what's going to happen in the Dallas game. Some of the best moments that I've ever had with the Raiders broadcast, mostly as the sideline reporter in the preseason over my career, is watching the final plays of young players who never play again. 
It's a deep topic. You know who they are going in. You got the list in front of you, and you're saying if he doesn't make the team, he's not going to be in this league. This could be your last game you ever play in your life of professional football unless you go to the USFL or the XFL, which is a viable option now for young players to go to Canada, uh, to go to the XFL or the USFL, but not to play in the NFL. There'll be some players in that boat for both the Dallas Cowboys and the Las Vegas Raiders coming into this last game. I think it'll be a good test for the Raiders in regards to Aiden O'Connell. Give me more. Let's play him more. And what do you want to do with Brian Hoyer here? Because God forbid anything happens to Jimmy, a topic that I like to avoid here on the show. Brian Hoyer's got a lot more experience than Aiden O'Connell. But Aiden O'Connell looks to be playing a lot better than Brian Hoyer. And Raider fans want to win. Raider fans, it's just amazing to feel the tide, Bobby, of these Raider fans now, all of our Raiders brothers and sisters who love this O'Connell pick. I was on the night of the draft before they got to his pick. I didn't think they'd take a quarterback in the fourth round. I thought we needed more linebackers. I thought, hey, another corner. Get another cornerback in here. But they already were able to get to Corey and Bennett, who didn't play in this last game. Get another one. See who's going to be better. But Josh McDaniels liked the quarterback. They did their due diligence on him, and they thought he would be the player that could lead this team and do a pretty good job. And it seems like they've got that. There was a scary incident in Green Bay with the Patriots in Green Bay where they had to stop the game. Due to an injury on the field, I thought that was the right decision to do. I think that's a good decision when someone gets severely injured. You don't want the players to have to play after that in the preseason. In the regular season, when you cart off a player and he's in bad shape and has to go to the hospital, you got to continue the football game. You do. In the preseason, you don't. And Belichick is getting a lot of pats on the back for that decision there. Because that practice, when you look at what's going to happen here going forward, Isaiah Bolden is out of the hospital. The Patriots and Titans' practices are off. What's a big deal having a joint practice canceled? So Isaiah Bolden was released from the hospital Sunday morning after absorbing a hit from a teammate that led him to be immobilized, placed on a stretcher, and carted off the field. The Patriots said in a statement that Bolden would travel home with the team Sunday morning, which he did. The Patriots didn't disclose the nature of the injury, but the injury led to the suspension of the game on Saturday night in the fourth quarter. I thought that was a good decision, and now the decision. The Patriots had planned to fly to Tennessee on Sunday, where they were scheduled to hold two practices with the Titans leading up to Friday's preseason finale. The practices are canceled due to those circumstances, that's a big deal. Hotels, you're going to stay there for a week. So you're going, from, you're going right to Tennessee. You cancel a trip and joint practices. That's a big deal for one player who was injured there. Titans coach Mike Vrabel said Sunday that the Patriots informed his team Saturday night about the change in plans. Vrabel said the Titans wish Bolden well in his recovery. I think that's the right thing to do. Patriots who practiced with the Packers on Wednesday and Thursday were leading at that point at halftime. I don't know what that did. Overall, to some of the gamblers out there. Oh, speaking of gambling, golf. Did you see that golf round by Victor Hovland? I want to get to that. Some baseball news. And lights out Sean Merriman next hour as we continue on the flagship of the Raiders.